You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. 24 set to be another big sporting year with, of course, the Paris Olympics as perhaps one of the major highlights. A number of Kiwi athletes already qualified, others attempting to earn themselves a ticket on the plane to Paris in the middle of next year. One of those is one of our top New Zealand wrestlers, Cole Hawkins, who joins us from Mongolia, of all places, uh, sandwiched between Russia to the north and China to the south. Uh, Cole, thanks for uh, taking time out of your training schedule to have a chat to us. Why have you uh, chosen Mongolia, of all places, for this training block of yours? That's a great question there. Um, I was actually training in Los Angeles earlier this year, and there was these people that kept showing up to the gym, and they kept... um, for want of a better better term, they kept beating everyone up, and I was I was curious to know where they were from and where they learned to wrestle. Um, turns out they were Mongolian. There was two of them, a lighter one and a heavier one, and I couldn't understand how the lighter one still seemed to throw around the heavy guys just as much as the heavier one could. So, <laughs> yeah, I I spoke to them a little bit, and they said, "Well, if you want to learn, you may as well go to Mongolia." So here I am. So what are the uh, the main things you're working on while you're there? Um, just, I suppose, getting better is pretty much the main way of putting it. Um, any, anything to improve how I wrestle, um, the technique which with I wrestle with. Um, and yeah, like over here, it's very much um, a lot of influence from their traditional style of wrestling, which is um, using your opponent's weight against them. So that, that, that's key for... Um, the wrestling I do, which is the Olympic freestyle, um, because if you can use your opponent's weight and strength against them, then obviously you're not going to get as tired and um, you're going to be able to wrestle a lot better throughout the um, day when you're competing in a long tournament. I read on uh, on one of your social media posts, you talked about about technique and not just uh, the end result of, of, of winning a particular bout or whatever it is, but the way you get there. Are you finding yourself working specifically on on parts of your technique you know to a to quite a uh, an intense detail yeah definitely uh to give you an example there's um a move that i was taught on the first day when i arrived it's a simple move i've learned it previously it's an outside single um but the coach has made me do it for the past three weeks <laughs> so i've i've been attempting to do other moves and he says no back to the first move um, so it really is like they want you to nail it. And he said to me at the start, he goes, you're only here for a month, but it'll take you six months to have this move exactly as I want you to have it. And, and that's just, just a, um, like a testament to the level with which they want you to, um, be able to perform the move at. So then you can, you can do the move in any situation really. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something so small, such as like, oh, your thumb was in the wrong position when you started the move or, um, your foot was two centimetres in the wrong place. And it's it's crazy the level of detail that they're getting into here. And um, But you can really see the difference. Like when I do it a little bit sloppy, you can see how much of a difference it makes compared to when you get it completely crisp and precise. Sounds amazing. How's the language barrier? Are you able to make yourself understood and understood the teaching that you'll get, understand rather the teaching that you're getting? Wrestling is a very much physical sport, so we can communicate a lot in just the I watch what he shows and then I try and replicate, and it's a thumbs up, thumbs down. That's, that's the most basic form of communication. Um, but other than that, he, 
we can utilize Google Translate. It's a little bit of a hassle during a training to run over to the side, grab my phone to translate something. But that's that's the last last um, last case scenario. You know, we we always try and just make it work with what, with what we've got. So he'll be showing me something, he'll give me a thumbs up, say that's good, or he'll show me something else and give me a thumbs down and say that's bad, don't do that. So, I mean, very rudimentary form of communication. And I found even throughout the rest of um, uh, Mongolia here that I've, that I've been traveling around, there's, there's not many people that speak English. I mean, I was lucky enough that there's a coffee shop nearby that speaks um, rel- relatively good English. So, yeah. I've been, been frequenting here a little bit um, just to have that English communication. You know, it gets a little bit lonely over here. <laughs> I can imagine. Is it cold? Oh, you've got me on a good day. It's only negative 25 degrees today. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yesterday was negative 29, and that it bites you, man. You take your, your hand out of your pocket to look at your phone, and your hand feels frozen. So presumably, though, where you train would be heated inside. You're not training in, in minus 20-odd. Oh, yeah, inside, inside the gym's warm. It's probably <laughs> heated to about 20, 25 degrees, so that, that's good. You can always get a good sweat up at training. We're not, we're not training in the freezing cold, but that walk home after training is, <laughs> is a grind. I bet. If we go back to the Commonwealth Games last year, you placed fifth in Birmingham. Then, from memory, you had shoulder surgery. How did you come through, through that? Yeah, so flew home Commonwealth Games and had shoulder surgery pretty much the day I got off the plane. Um, that's been a, a battle physically and mentally. Um, it's it's been a long journey to get back to where I am now, and I'd say that I'm still still recovering. Um, there's still tweaks and stuff, but it's it's largely improving, which is um, great. But yeah, I mean. Straight after the Commonwealth Games, you're on that massive high from competing, and I got fifth, so that was that was awesome. And then straight into two days later, I couldn't move my shoulder, and it was like that for probably three months after the surgery. And it was, yeah, it took a massive toll on my body physically and mentally, I'd say. Um, but yeah, it's just been trying to work back to being 100% and being able to compete to the best of my ability. Do you believe, Cole, that you're back to 100% uh, efficiency and strength in that shoulder now? Uh, I would say that... I'm not sure if I can say 100%. I would say we're 90% and there's always room for improvement. Like It it feels like it works just as well. Um, I can do all the things I used to be able to do, but I'm, I'm still not quite happy, you know, always striving to be better. Um, and that could just be like it might be one kilo of like um, strength difference like with what I can lift, and it's not noticeable. But to me, I want it to be perfect. You know. Sure. Well, if we look ahead now, you've been selected as the New Zealand representative at the upcoming Oceania Champs. But in the sixty-five kilogram weight division in Birmingham last year, you were in the seventy-four kilogram class. So how big an adjustment, apart from losing the nine kilos? How, how big an adjustment is that for you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> nine kilos. It on paper it looks alright. Um, when when I first discussed it with the coaches, we were we were talking about um, my weight at seventy four, and I competed in Europe earlier this year at seventy four, and I was just finding that some of those people over there are just they're just a bigger human, and I mean I felt relatively comfortable at seventy four, but you don't grow when you're comfortable, do you? So. Making that trip down to 65, it's going to be a, it's going to be a grind. Um, but I just feel like that with that extra size on 
um, my side, when, I, when I'm down at 65, I'll be able to be a bit more imposing and be able to, um, like, make a bit more, make a, make a bit more of a um, damaging effect down there, you know? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. But how do you get there and how do you make sure that you, that you get enough nutrients on board, that you retain your strength and all the things that make you a good wrestler, but also keep your weight down? How, how, do, you, how do you do that? There's a there's a fine line between the intensity with which you're training and the um, the amount of energy you've got to cut out and the amount you can eat obviously to try and lose the weight. I've been working uh, closely with Cliff Harvey. He's up in Auckland. Um, he's a nutritionist up there. So I've been working with him to try and get the right balance between the um, the macronutrients so that we can get everything in and to um, maintain enough energy while training, but also still losing that weight. Um, it's, it's a it's been a drawn out process. It's not doesn't happen in a week. Uh, I started cutting weight probably two months ago, three months ago even, and it'll be a long, slow slog down to 65. Um, I'm sitting around 70 kilos at the moment, so five to go. Um, obviously, when I wrestled at 74 kilos, I wasn't walking around at 74 kilos. I was walking around at 78 kilos. So it was already a four kilo cut to make 74. Um, so now I've made it down to 70 kilos. So we're only five kilos off. Um, the main thing is not trying to do it too fast, but at the very end of the cut will be probably a week out and I'll still have a couple of kilos to go and we'll lose that mostly in water weight. So then we can rehydrate and replenish straight after weigh-in so that hopefully I'll be walking around a little bit heavier than when I weighed in. And I'll have a bit more energy than if I was walking around at sixty-five kilos. Yeah, understood. So when is that? When do you have to hit hit the hit the weight? When's the competition? Competition is sixth and seventh of February. So, yeah, still got the rest of this year. Christmas will be fun. <laughs> I bet. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine, man. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a great day of not snacking and trying to eat relatively healthy. Um, <laughs> But, but yeah, after that, we've still got all of January to go. So I'll be over in Los Angeles training. So over there, I'll um, just be uh, maintaining that strict diet and then trying to increase the training um, in terms of the energy output, but not um, increase it in terms of absolutely thrashing myself because we still want to be um, tapering for that final end goal of competing at a high level at those shining champs. Absolutely. And then so so presumably Paris is on your radar. This is all heading towards the 2024 Olympics. What is your pathway there, Cole? If you win the Oceania champs, is that your qualification or, or is there more to do? No, so Oceania champs is just a precursor, really. You have to um, compete there, yes, um, but the, the way to qualify is through the African Oceania Olympic qualifier. So in all their um, might, the United World Wrestling decided that Oceania wasn't a strong enough continent on its own. So they've paired us up with Africa. Um, so, yeah, in March this year, oh, sorry, next year, um, we'll be traveling over to Alexandria in Egypt and competing against the Africans as well to try and um, book the spot this two spots available per weight um, there. Wow. So, you, I mean, you, I remember speaking to you before the Commonwealth Games and I asked you about your medal aspirations at Birmingham and you said, well, I, I want to be, I want to win. That's what I'm aiming for. So clearly you're aiming for one of those two spots for Paris. Does it does it feel like a realistic aim for you? I would, I would, 
I like to say to set goals that are unachievable. This one is definitely a goal that I feel is achievable. Um, always striving to be better. And I mean, that's why I'm taking these opportunities to come to Mongolia to try and learn more wrestling, to try and improve the way I wrestle and things like that. I'm, I'm not entering it um, half-heartedly. There's, there's definitely steps to be taken and I'm trying to take as many of those as I can to put myself in the best position to qualify. Um, I, I mean, I think it would be a massive waste of money and a waste of resources and time if I was just going to just to see, you know, mm. I'm definitely trying to put myself in the best possible position to qualify for those spots. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing all the right things, mate. I mean, um, yeah, Mongolia, long way from Tawa Wrestling Cup, Cole, isn't it? <laughs> long way from yeah, Tawa. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a short way away. And it's somewhere that not many people would ever think to go either. I mean, I'm, pretty sure most people have heard of Mongolia from Genghis Khan and the stuff like that but to actually come and visit here is something I never thought I'd do and something that most people that I speak to have never ever thought of doing. Yeah well I'm sure you'll look back on it in uh, in the months ahead and think it was exactly the right thing to do. Mate it's been great to catch up with you from yep. your coffee shop uh, <laughs> in Mongolia. Uh, I hope the rest of your stay there goes well and your, uh, your trip home for Christmas in 2024 set to be a really big year from, uh, for you so we look forward to tracking your progress uh, progress next year Yeah, th- thanks for having me on it's, um, it's truly a pleasure to chat to you every time um, I'd just like to give a shout out to uh, Plumbing World New Zealand who have helped support me uh, this year through the um, trip over to America, Europe and also coming over here, they've been a, been a huge hand and I can't do it without their support um, it really is a team that make, makes it um, I'm I'm the end result, but there's a lot of people behind me supporting me, and it, it's awesome to have have that support. And yeah, tr- truly honoured and appreciate all the help that I get. Very well said, mate. We'll see you in the new year. Awesome, thanks. Thank you, Cole. Cole Hawkins from a coffee shop in Mongolia. I think that's the first time we've ever had anybody on the show from Mongolia, to my knowledge anyway. A name to look out for in 2024. Let's hope he can do what's required to make his way to the Paris Olympics in that in that reduced weight class. Cole Hawkins, a, uh, a name to watch out for. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.